The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leaf Show, back in the saddle. Here we go. Maple Leafs have lost three in a row. One of those losses was a shootout loss. One of those losses was an overtime loss. One of those losses was the stinker of the season thus far. But they've lost three in a row. I was brainstorming about what take I was going to come with today and I just keep coming back to the same take with this Leaf team that I've said numerous times and I just feel like after checking Twitter this morning other people are starting to come around to it and I'm just going to bring the heat right off the top here Sheldon Keefe's got to go when Brad Marchand Marchand, Marchand took liberties with Timothy Lilligren against the Boston Bruins on Thursday night. One of the dirtiest plays you will ever see. Nick Kiprios went on in the intermission and ripped this team for the same things we've seen for years with this core. No fight, no response. The only guy doing anything was Ryan Reeves, who's parked on the bench, who's yipping at Brad Marchand. We talked about in the offseason, if you're not going to change the DNA of this team from a personnel perspective, you needed to bring in a new head coach with a new ideology behind the bench a new way of looking at and deploying this roster. And you can look up and down the roster and you can point to several guys who have had underwhelming starts to the season. But I'm several guys who several yeah. guys. But yeah. I'm sorry. It's the this team needs a new voice. They I'm so tired of watching Sheldon Keefe and the way he deploys the roster. Yes, we can get on Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi and Ryan Reeves and David Kampf and all these guys who signed contracts in the offseason, and we can say, you know what, they've had a rough start. They're not acclimating very well. They don't look very good, and all of that is true. But you can't tell me that it's not the guy behind the bench. He isn't playing a huge role in that. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. And I just, th this team needs somebody, like, I saw a clip last week of Rick talking, talking about the Vancouver Canucks. And he was just like, I don't know what these guys think this is or what they think, like, we're doing here, but this, is, this isn't going to work. And if you look at the last week, the Vancouver Canucks are starting to come around to Rick Tockett's style. He seems like such a cool guy. It's it yeah, seems like he such does. a beauty. It's it's time. Like I'm, I saw a, gr a funny take on on Twitter last night that I am um, agree with, where someone was like, "I wouldn't mind if the Leafs went on like a five six game loser here, so we can just gas Sheldon Keefe and be done to it, done with it." I 
wholeheartedly agree. Like, it's over. It's over. I don't want to watch him anymore. I don't want to listen to him anymore. I don't want to watch him put ya- Callie Yarncrock on the top line anymore. I don't want to watch him. Like, I just, I'm done. I'm done, done, done with Sheldon Keefe. True Living kept him because he's a nice guy. You also can't convince me that Brendan Shanahan did not meddle in that decision. He absolutely did. At which point, Shanny, you need to go up and plan the next MLSE event and get the hell out of the hockey operations or just be the GM yourself. That's what I'm most mad at today. Like, I'm not going to come on here and go, oh my God, this team is this or that. It's, it's still early in the season. They haven't had like a, an amazing start to the season, but they also haven't had like a piss poor start to yeah, the they're, season. They're right, they're right there. They're right in the middle. Yeah. But I just, I look at Sheldon Keefe and I go, I, I'm done. I'm done watching you. I'm done watching this guy. Yeah, we had that conversation all off season too. It's like, and we had this conversation all last season where it's just like, I've seen enough of Kyle Dubas. This guy cannot do anything other than win a Stanley Cup to convince me that he is the guy for the job. And that's exactly how I felt about Sheldon Keefe coming into this season. It's like, I've seen enough. Like, There's nothing this guy can do to change my mind. I just don't think he's the guy. And, and we said it from the very start that this guy should not be the coach of this hockey team. They should have started fresh. There is so many probably like ex NHLers who are coaching in the A right now or coaching in junior or guys who are looking to get like Martin St. Louis got his first job in the NHL and Montreal looks pretty, pretty good for the talent they have. They're playing a system. They're playing the best that they can actually play with the roster that they have. So it's just like Keith, like it's just, Yeah. Like it's if you go back to the response I'm to, over it. If you go back to the response to the Lilligren hit, you can't bring in one guy in Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves as as one guy actually does make a huge impact in the sense of like other guys. I know there's someone's watching this that is gonna yell at me about his expected goals for and yeah, how many goals shit. he's been on the ice for. I, I get all that. But he does play an important role. In the sense that, like, he makes other guys think twice before they go out there and run around. You could even argue that when you saw what Brad Marchand did against the Bruins, uh, when they played against the Bruins. But it, it, the team as a whole needs to adapt that mentality. It can't just be one guy. And when you look at this core, this core has been like this forever. So it's not in their DNA to go out there and avenge their teammate after something like that happens to him. They need to be galvanized. If they, I, if I if if I had a dime for every time we've had this fucking yeah, conversation, but, like I I I would I wouldn't be doing this pod right now. But they need they need to be galvanized. They need to be pumped up. They need, uh, like I said, a DNA, a cultural, a mentality shift has got to take place. Tree Living said snot in the offseason. He since regretted that because we've we've beat it to death. But Sheldon Keefe does not bring the snot. I'm sorry. And if you're not going to change, when they committed to bringing back this core, we know what the identity and the personality of this core is. We know. Something had to change, and changing the general manager wasn't enough. You need to get down at ice level and make a change there. You can't trade out an entire roster of players. You also have a really good core of guys, point-producing guys, elite superstar guys, so I can totally understand why you'd be hesitant to move on from that. But you should have moved on from the coach. You should have moved on. And it's just, it's more of the same. I'm just, I'm so, I'm like at, I've got to, 
the place with Sheldon where I was with Babcock, where just I'm so tired of looking at him. I'm so tired of listening to him. I'm so tired of just watching him. Like, it takes Tyler Bertuzzi not playing well to finally give Matthew Nyes a shot in the top six. He should have been in the top six last week. Kelly Yarncroft should not be on the top line. Sorry. I mean, I, 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 I we've been one guy never changes the entire complexion of your team in terms of toughness and, and fighting back and and and, and responding to Marshan. That, that is that's not toughness. That's just being a human being. Watching, imagine your family member just got rocked in the middle of the street, and you're just gonna stay. Imagine you were just walking down the street, me and you. Some guy just laid you out, and I just like looked at you, and I was just like, oh. I shit. I wholeheartedly believe that there are guys on this Leaf team that if they saw that happen, like, they would that's turn just and like, just walk away. That's just like, the, it's like being at a bar with the, your buddies and your shot, buddy gets jumped. And what are you going to do? Stand there and the, not the sh- help? The shot that is circulating all over Twitter this morning is the shot of Mar- Marchand at the bench. Reeves is jawing at him. Is it Bertuzzi? Bertuzzi smiling. Bertuzzi, that that pissed me off more yeah. than the guys not saying anything. I think Tyler Bertuzzi is not, I, I don't, we'll, we'll talk about Tyler Bertuzzi. We've got a lot to say about Tyler Bertuzzi. But let's park Bertuzzi for a second. You look at all the other guys on the bench, the, the captain of the team, and John's had a great start to the season, but the captain of the team just, like, it's 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 emotionless. It's it's our power play is our response type yeah, crap. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah. This is embarrassing. And no one is sitting there saying there's, there's you need no- to go out and take your stick to Marshawn's teeth. No, like, but it's like, the, you're, no one fears you. No yeah. one's scared of you. Like, you have a reputation throughout the league of being the easiest team to take liberties on. Like, it's just, it's so like, have a set, have some pride, guys. The Tyler Bertuzzi thing pissed me, pissed me off way more than the guy saying nothing. Like the way he was looking at Marshawn when he was doing that was just like a little like. Look how funny he is. Well, Luke, look at look how funny he is. It's like, no, you're a leaf now, man. You need to be jawing back at him. Luke Fox had the quote yesterday about um with Bertuzzi where he said, One thing I learned last year is that he's a good guy. So let's transition into Tyler Bertuzzi. He has had a rough start to the season in this like he's he's that's the second game in a row he's been benched. They they had him on the fourth line last night. You know what I think is happening with this guy? I think this guy is having, when I saw what you're talking about, the clip of him on the bench laughing, I think this guy is having an epic suck fest. That's what I think is happening. I think he came in here and he thought he was going to be a top six guy playing on the top line with Matthews and Marner. His game hasn't been there. He and Keith clearly aren't seeing eye to eye. Like I never remember a new guy coming in and getting on, on the, the coach's bad side as quickly as this guy has. Like, Max Domi has struggled out of the gate, too. But Domi, it hasn't been, like, Domi hasn't been benched. Like, he's benched Bertuzzi two games in a row now. And Bertuzzi has gotten way more opportunities to to succeed than Max Domi as well. When I saw that, I saw a guy who was, like I said, I think he's having an epic suck fest. I think he thought he was going to come in here and be, and have, I think he's had a tough start to the season. He's had had a, a tough as being nice. He has been... The worst player on their hockey. I, I actually think Ryan Reeves has done more than this guy. I, He's done nothing. I think he it, can't skate. He doesn't. 
Talking about snot, we got that. We and you came on here in the summer, and we were all excited, being like, "We go, we finally got the player who's a shit disturber." This guy literally hasn't hit anybody all year. Hasn't been in a scrum all year. He can't skate. He can't pass. He's not a playmaker. He's not a scorer. He's not getting in anyone's face. He is literally the most useless hockey player on this team right now. And he's got to fix it real quick because he looks like he signed a one-year deal to bet on himself to get points playing with two of the best point producers in the NHL. And right now, he's making himself look like a complete idiot. I... I think that, like I said, I think he, he's got to get on the same page with Sheldon or whoever. It's awful. Because, like I said, th- this, to me, looks like a guy who's sulking a little bit about what's ha- how he hasn't had a great start to the season and he's getting punished for it by the coach. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible look last night, sitting there oh, just chuckling like, on the bench. Like, yeah. oh my God, Barshid's so jokes, man. Like, yeah, it's yeah. actually jokes, this this interaction. It's like, nah, nah, you look like an idiot, man. Yeah. Bar- Ryan Reeves and, and Marcus Felino played hockey with each other for, I don't know how long Reeves played for the, for the wild, but at least one year. So like they were probably like buddies because of the two tough guys on the team. What do they do? Second game of the season. You hit my guy. We're the two toughest guys on this team. Let's just beat the crap out of each other. It doesn't matter if we like each other or not. I'm on this team. You're on that team. This is our roles. What's Tyler Bertuzzi doing? Being like, well, oh, Marshan's such a, actually such a good guy. Yeah, such a guy. I think he's. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's salty that he wasn't wearing the other uniform. Yeah, I. I, I, I think he was dying to just screams to strap on the white jersey against yeah. Boston. To me, it screams of a guy who is just like I said, suck fest. That's that is the mat. That is the vibe I am getting from. He's got no one to blame from but himself. I, I'm not putting any blame on Sheldon Keefe at all for this guy's performance. Well, you've played on the top line. You've played on the second line. You've had a lot of opportunities here. And it's still early in the season. You can still turn around. You can make everybody forget about this in April, but we're not there yet. We're here right now. And you've been awful. Just garbage. It hasn't been good. Um, word on Timothy Lilligren is that he's going to miss significant time. So, he, Dude, he looked like he, broke, he it, shattered his ankle. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like look it looked, looked like his you, foot just completely... like it, 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 That was gross. Also, if you if you slow it down... He slides and he falls back and the back of his head smokes the ice. Yeah, I wouldn't be was... surprised if he's concussed as well. Honestly, I, I, I'm I actually pretty rattled. I know we, we, we are allergic to this talk on here because whenever something like this happens around the league, that's all radio shows talk about. But like, how was somebody not looking at that slew foot? Like that, that was, that was as blatant. That was so dangerous, man. The guy is so close to the boards and you, and you put your stick in there and the guy... Now the guy's gone. He's hurt. And we know how when guys get injured, it like the suspension goes up when guys are done. This guy's going to miss significant time with a team that has no defensive depth at all. Like they got to look at that. Like it's, this guy's a little prick. Like it's, it's not like he's Mr. Innocent. It's as dirty of a play as you'll see. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's that, as, that is it's as dirty of a play as, yeah. as you'll see. Oh, 100%. Garbage. 100%. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. 
new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. LA, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Jake McCabe's still out. I don't think he's going to be out very much longer. He should be back soon. They've got the the baby goat, William Legison, up playing well. Yeah. They're going to have to call up another guy from the Marlies, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a shame that Connor Timmons isn't yeah. healthy, even though I think he's skating. But Yeah, it's... It's they're like here we go already let's, going into the season. Let's get into it here. The the depth, yeah, the depth is just nasty to me. I, I would say this early in the season, that's the biggest problem. Is is you look up and down, the, the depth is just not there. Like, let's start with the forwards. David Camp as your third line center. David Camp is where offense goes to die. It's not his fault either. That's that. that that's he's, the yeah, worst yeah, part. He's in a role I, that yeah, he I just know, shouldn't he's just, be. In. He shouldn't be in that role. He shouldn't be in the role. But they just they have no one else. Why? It's a perfect fourth line center. Why just, won't you give? Why won't he give? And before you spaz on me here, just hear me out. Why won't he give Max Domi a look as as a third line center? Like just I, I don't care. Just give him a look. Like Who cares about that. Try it. Try it. Like. Like, can we give him David Camp? He's, he's he's got like I said, he's where offense goes to die. The guy has no offensive ability whatsoever. He should be playing in a fourth line role, just to be a fourth liner and either shut somebody down or go out there and have a hard shift where they don't allow a goal. That's where David Camp should yeah, be. Pont- Pontus Holmberg looks awful behind. Yes, yeah, just like again, yes. again, not his fault. It's just. And th- this is this is like shouting at the wall, man. Like, it, there's we could come on here every single episode and just bitch about the depth. And it's when they, when they play a really good team, it becomes more obvious. But they're 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 so they're screwed. They they can't do anything other than try to put wingers at center and try to throw things at a blender. But it's just like I feel bad for David Camp. The guy is not a third line center. And if he is a third line center, then he's like a shut down third line center, and your top two lines better be producing at well, a high rate. And I've I went on this rant either last week or the week before. If you want your third line to be a shutdown line, the wingers cannot be Max Domi and Matthew Nyes. They're not they're offensive players. They're not shut down defensive guys. So you've got this this shut down centerman with zero offensive ability playing with these two wingers who need someone to help them. Produce offense. It's just the, 
the DNA. There's no way Tree Living is sitting upstairs watching this and doesn't see that as well. The problem is, is they're so capped out that there's nothing they can do. They've got to move money out. It's Timothy Lilligren is going to go on LTIR, which will give them a little bit of flexibility. But it's just, I don't know. That's why I come back to the to the firing Sheldon thing, because if you look at this, they're in a point right now in the season where you can't, there's no significant change that can be made roster-wise. There isn't. That's the only thing you you can consider doing. You just need guys to play. Like, Tyler Bertuzzi playing like a complete idiot is kind of making things worse. Yes. Because now you got to have Callie Yarncroke, who is like the definition of a third-line winger on your first line to be like defensively responsible because Tyler Bertuzzi sucks. I actually disagree. I think Max Domi could actually be... I actually thought he played well defensively by his standards against the Bruins. I saw him being the high guy in the Ozone. I saw him skating back, taking his man. I think he is an old enough guy. He's a veteran enough guy that he could actually change the role, and I think he he could buy into that. I, I just don't... I don't Matthew know why Nye's, you won't no. try. But again, this is this is why, again, the, the theme of today's episode is get Sheldon out of here. Like, we need someone in here that has new eyes, fresh eyes, that'll try new things, that'll split Matthews and Marner up for a shift, although I thought they had a return-to-form game against Boston. But that'll just try new things. Like, Keith is so married to his to his ideology in certain things. Like, he's such a weird guy in the sense that, like, he'll blend up everything but Matthews and Marner stay together forever. Everything else can go in a blender. Max Domi cannot get an opportunity at center. Nope, we've just decided that is not something that can ever happen. It's like just just give give it a look. You need like it's so glaring, especially when you watch the LA Kings yep, the other night. You're kind of contradicting yourself though. It's like you you say Max Domi can't play defensively, but you want him to play center. Which is the most important. Well, maybe that'll help. It's true, but maybe I'll help. It'll help galvanize him. Like maybe like the guy needs a wake up call. I think he could do it. Actually, I actually think he could play defensively. You texted me last night watching the game and you said, what is Max Domi's identity? And that is something that he struggled with since he got here. What is my role? Because the problem with coming into this Leafs team, there was all this talk in the off season about like, like Friedman and stuff reporting going, you know, they really want to get away from this core four thing. It's the this the uh, identity of the Leafs has always been it's the core four and everybody else. It's like that's the identity of the team. So when you're a Max Domi and you come in here, you're, you're trying to, okay, where do I fit? Like these are the four big dogs. You've said it a bunch of times. These are the guys that are going to get all the offensive opportunity in zone time. Oh, my God. So where where do I fit? So why not give the guy a look, give him a new lease on life and say, Max, we're going to try you for a few games at 3C. And in doing that, you're going to have to play a 200-foot game. And if you can excel there, that's going to be your role. And that's something where he can really thrive. He just looks to me like a guy that needs that sort of galvanizing is my word today. That's my word of the day today. He needs to be pumped up. He, like, give him give him that task and let him go try and do it. And if he can't do it, you're back to exactly where you are now, which is David Camp where offense goes to die. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I have sympathy for Max Domi, actually. Like, obviously, he had a tough start, but I think he's played, like, he hasn't been awful. He's it's, just, it's just you have to. He's not like Tyler Bertuzzi having a wham-wham. Yeah, he's a, he's a, okay, he's a, he's a skilled hockey player, but 
like getting 55 points in the NHL or 50 points, which is kind of like the marker you would like your depth players to be at if you're going to have a great season. That's like a really good season for a depth piece. Then like it's but at the end of the day, that's not like super, super skilled. So it's just like if it's going to be really difficult for him to just be like, because the problem when when you're analyzing this team and when you listen to people analyze this team is they're either like the top guys aren't scoring and you can't win if your top guys aren't scoring. And that's the narrative one night. The next night, the narrative is we don't have enough depth scoring. So like it's like for him, he's kind of in a no win position. It's like he could just like screw the offense. I'm going to be defensively responsible. They put me at center. I, I, and my job as a third line center is to produce more offense than David Camp. But at the end of the day, I can't look like an idiot in my own end. So it's just like, I, I just think for him, it's he's kind of in like a no-win situation sometimes. It's either like, oh, he sucks defensively or he's he's not producing offensively. Like, it's, he's in it. Like, that's why I have way more sympathy for him than Tyler Bertuzzi. Well, and also, too, if you're going to put him at 3C. Got to be low all the who, time. And who are, his, who are his wingers? Like, because we all want Nyes in the top six. Yeah, and that's why I want Callie Yarncroak. I, I, Callie Yarncroak is on the... Th- He's on the first line because he's defensively responsible, and Keith likes throwing the first line out against the other first line. So you got to be able to defend. And Ma- and Matthews is as good as anybody is getting low when he wants to. And but that that's why he kind of want like. But at the same time, like that is an offensive line still. Like that is more of an offensive line than a defensive line. And I think Matthew Nice just needs to be put in an opportunity to to be as offensive as offensive as he possibly can. I think that's why Callie Yarncroke needs to go back down to the third line because he's still defensively responsible and he's not even like producing five on five with that line at all. The, like, like what has he done really head, like, offensively? Head, so it's his, like no, he's no, he's he has like th- three assists. I know. Like he he is not he's not producing, but again, but uh, you've got Mr. Mr. Stubborn back there. He was just like I like Kelly Arncroft on the top line. But at the same time, like there's only in Sheldon's defense, there is only so much you can do with this roster. Yeah, exactly. So like that but but he's proving early that the way he's deploying it stinks. So let's get somebody else in here to just try and take a look at the puzzle pieces and see if he can put the puzzle together in a different manner. I, I think you're on the right track, not in terms of like putting this piece here, putting that piece there. I think you could do that to your blue in the face. I think it's having somebody come in who's going to just change the overall attitude. Yes. Of yes. coming to the rink every day. Yes. I think that is way more important than trying to fucking put Max Domi at center, yes. which like would yes. be a, like, you know, 100%. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be like guys who, who I, two coaches who, who I point to that are coaching in the league right now, Rod, the bod and Rick talking guys who aren't that far removed from their playing days, who understand how to relate to the younger player and because this is where like the dinos like like Babcock and and Sutter screw up is they don't know how to relate to the younger player. And this is why a guy like Torts is just a short shelf life. They don't know how to relate to the younger player. You need to find a way to relate and communicate and have a relationship with today's modern day NHL player. But also, but also not be, yeah. yeah, also be able to establish a culture. 
of respect and we show up here every day prepared to give it our all. Like there's tons of talk. I didn't have a freak out about the Kings loss the other night. It was, I, I'm not going to sit and go like lose my mind about them losing. Yeah, it's what they do. Like they yeah. go out. Every team does that. Yes. Except but, the Bruins. But th- there have been a, like we've. We've talked a lot about starting on time, looking more engaged, looking whatever. And and I, I attribute that back to coaching. And there's 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 a country club environment here that this team has kind of had, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. I have no proof of this. But you just look at the utter refusal to split up Matthews and Marner you can't tell me that there isn't some backstage politics going on there where he is allowing those guys to call the shot of we play together no matter what. That, that, I think you, there is proof of that. <laughs> yeah, like last year when like he last came Last year there was rumblings of that. Yeah, and last year when he came out and said, and he apologized, and a lot of people blame Dubas for that, but he came out after and apologized and said, oh, like for, for saying soft and purposeless. It's just, we can sit and nitpick whatever, at the end of the day, it's run its course. There needs to be a new voice in there. It was a mistake. Like I said, I, I get it. Tree Living's a nice guy. His MO was to come in and retain the coach. He did the same thing in Calgary. But it's I just don't see this team fundamentally changing. Right now, if I'm going to look in the crystal ball, I see this season playing out like every other season. You know, they've had like a, a so-so start to the season. They're going to go on a heater at some point in November, December and rack up a bunch of points and everyone's going to point out, look at this team, one of the greatest regular season teams of all time. And then they're going to get in the playoffs and it's going to come down to some sort of situation like last year against the Panthers when Sam Bennett slammed Matthew Nye's head into the ice. Nobody does anything about it. They look like, like, yes, they beat Tampa. Very good. They deserve flowers for that. But they just look totally disengaged against the Panthers. Nobody avenges Nyes and goes after Bennett. And it's just going to be more of the same. Like, I just, I'm, I don't know how this organization can sit back and look at this and just be like, well, maybe it'll be different. It's not going to be different. It's not going to be different. It's not. What are we complaining about? Like, like, like I'm complaining know. about. I'm complaining know, about know, the, the, know, the stupid. Know, I, in the I know, summer, like, I called it a chicken shit decision, and that's exactly what it was. And I blame Brendan Shanahan for that chicken shit decision. It was a chicken shit decision to keep that guy. You should never have kept him. Never have kept him. Get rid of him. Yeah. If you want to give Ernst Stavro Blofeld there beside him the reins, that's not the answer, man. No, I don't think it's the answer either. No. But. I think no, that's what they'll don't do. do. Don't do the Blue Jay thing where it's like, oh, there's a guy sitting right there well, who's done he, the power play has gone better. Maybe we'll give him a job. The difference between Guy Boucher and John Schneider is Guy Boucher has some pedigree as an NHL head coach, whereas John Schneider doesn't know whether he's coming or going as yeah. a major league manager. All right, that's enough. That's it. I like let's just let's just try to pepper in some like positive. I thought Sam Sonoff looked really good against the I actually Bruins. thought they didn't play that bad. No. Like, all in all, like, I th- as a group, they didn't play that bad. And, and, and yeah, like I think they gave I think it their best. Be, like, yeah, I, like, I think we should be clear here. I'm not like, sitting here saying the sky is falling. They've had if an you're okay. still tuned in at this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people like, fuck these guys. Yeah. 
We're uh, just breaking down my day right now. I'm not sitting here saying the sky is falling. Like, it's not. They're right there. You said it earlier. But I just think, like, the, the, a change needs to happen to get to the next level. That's the only point I'm trying to say. Yeah. You're right. It's not all bad. I thought they, the overall. I thought they played well. I thought they, I thought they gave it their best effort. Like, the, the, the Boston Bruins are a are a well-designed hockey team and they're, and they're well-coached. And the reason why they're well-coached is because they have two outstanding goaltenders and they have, even though three of them were missing when they played the Leafs, but they have six outstanding defensemen. And when you have that, you can really put, put together a system and be a well-designed, well-structured hockey team. And they are efficient. And, and like, I, I think they can be had Last year, the Florida Panthers proved that, and and everyone thought they were going to be worse, and they're not. But like they they that team is an efficient hockey team that's built from the net out, and they're they are a tough to beat. They are they are a tough win, and then other teams are proving that because they haven't had one regular season loss yet. Culture, Ryan. Culture. Um. Far and away, Ilya Samsonov's best game of the season. Far and away, I thought he was really good. They need to get him going. Um, William Legison. William Legison is very impressive thus far. I mean, the, but he was barely played though compared to the other guys. But, like, but like he's not. But he's not out there like. Like he was extremely sheltered in that hockey but game. That's fine. That's fine. He, I, he's not out there like Johnny Klingberg turning the puck over every two minutes. Hey, well, Johnny Klingberg was the only guy yeah. who got in Marshan's face. It's true. We forgot to mention that he was the only guy who actually. Had a spat with him, threw him down on the ice. You got to give John. Those are yeah. two. Those are two ugly human beings oh, yeah. going beaking at <laughs> oh, each other. Johnny, oh my goodness! Here's the thing with here's the thing with Johnny Klingberg. He's a funny hockey player. Yeah, no, man. no. Here's the thing with Johnny Klingberg. Okay, you got to get your head around what Johnny Klingberg is. He's a he's a he's a rover. He's, he's like yeah, but he's such an awkward hockey yeah, player. He's, he's He's a defenseman that has no idea how to play defense, that has offensive upside. The worst part about Johnny Klingberg is that he makes $4.1 million. How, that, how old is Klingberg? That's the worst part about 31. 31. That's, it's like he's still like growing into his body. Yes, it's, it, like, it's like he, he's, such a, like a, he's such a lurch out there. Like yeah. He's just like, I don't know, like the way he like pivots and turns around to skate backwards or like stick handles, it's like... He's got such an awkward body. Like it's it's but man, he was the only guy who did anything. Yeah. So I gotta I, he, he makes me laugh. Like I said, I don't he's not good enough, but he makes me laugh. Klingberg's watching him play defense is like my brain can't process how just like utterly awful he is. But again, I kind of see him, like I said, he's a rover. He's like a mix between a forward and he's a defenseman that has no idea how to play defense. And he can chip in with offense. He's got a lot of good sort of offensive upside. The problem is, is he makes four point one million. If John Klingberg was making one point four, everyone would be like, "That's okay." John Klingberg's yeah, the sixth defenseman. The one like next year, like he'll be gone. Yes, Bertuzzi will be gone. Yes, like it's it, these are one year deal. If they, if they sign him for four years, then I'd be like pretty worried. Mm -hmm. But we had someone comment on our um, video two weeks ago that said, if you want to listen to grown men whine, this is the podcast for you. And, and we, we did we not leaned, disappoint today. We leaned into that today. Yeah, we did not we disappoint. We leaned into that today. Oh, how many people do you think stuck around to get to the 34 minute mark? Yeah. No, not a lot. 
which like it's just the case for every video, but it's um yeah. I mean, we we, re- we cried. We did cry. But oh, it's just, it's a ton of fro- whatever. Let's yeah. just get out of here. Yeah, let's just <laughs> you're like we don't need to why, start. Why, this why am I starting another th- four minute conversation here? <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week. A lot of good. We we flagged this last week, but they're in a they're in the midst of like a huge like divisional run here. They One just, thing I will say quickly: when they do play the Bruins, Lightning, hopefully the Sabers, hopefully the Sens, like that 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 compared to them playing the Kings is like yeah. the biggest difference for yes. me in terms yes. of enjoying watching the hockey yes. game. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. So they gotta yeah they gotta string some some W's together here because these are all divisional games and they're super important. So we'll be back middle of the week next week to talk about it. If you don't think Ryan and I are insufferable, hit that like and subscribe button below. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a five star review. Every little bit helps. You can like us or hate us. We pump content for you out for you every single week. So give us a little uh, thumbs up. And what else should they do? Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you guys on the other side.